Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Good afternoon, good afternoon, good afternoon, Red Raider Nation. This is Joe with the Cotton Club crew coming to you on the eve of the Texas Tech men's basketball season coming to us. Um, it's been a long wait since the, the Mark Adams termination or the resignation and all of the players in and out, all of that stuff. It has all finally come full circle and it takes place tomorrow at the USA as your Texas Tech Red Raiders host the Texas A&M Commerce team coming into to Lubbock. My name is Joe. I am with Kendall this afternoon, and I'm, I'm reporting from the heartbeat of Red Raider Nation in the 806. Kendall's with us from Iowa. Little change of scenery over there. I'm not exactly sure what the weather's like over there, but Kendall could touch on that if he wants to. But we're just going to talk briefly, not briefly. You know, we'll keep it 30 to 45 minutes or so. Um, talk about this upcoming basketball season. The Grant McCaslin era starts in Lubbock um, off of a, a very, very um, big whirlwind of an off season. Coaches coming in, players coming in, coaches going out, players going out, just a whole whirlwind, and we'll just kind of touch base on that. So just to get us started, Kendall, how are you doing this afternoon, sir? I'm doing great. I mean, I've been away from the pod for a little bit because life has kind of got the best of me, but it feels good to be back talking some Texas Tech basketball. Um, Like you said, I'm kind of from, I'm here over here in Iowa. Uh, water's just great over here. It's, uh, some solid weather. I'll take sixties in November when I can take it here. Um, but I'm just really excited just looking at this roster, this coaching staff, uh, this whole season, really, it's going to be a lot of unknowns going into the year and we're going to figure stuff out pretty quickly, but I'm ready for this season to get going because there's just so much talent on this roster and a coaching staff that is ready to win. They're hungry. Uh, It's a coaching staff that is, I'm not going to say polar opposites from the last group that was in, but we're going to see a whole different type of energy on the bench this year. And I'm just so ready for everything to get started tomorrow. Uh, I look forward to Texas tech basketball season every single year and, The fact that it just seems like it's coming up quicker and quicker. Um, I couldn't be more excited to get things started. That's great. I mean, 
the football season is starting to wind down. The soccer season for the women's side, they just got put into the as a number two seed in the in the soccer championship tournament. We have women's basketball kicking off tonight. It's just a, it's a great time to be a Red Raider. There's just so much going on here. Um, but yeah, let's just kind of jump into it there, Kendall. Grant McCaslin, North Texas, NIT champion, has won everywhere he has been. He was on the top of the list, I believe, originally, whenever the beard left for Texas deal. I'm not 100% on that, but I'm pretty sure McCaslin was on the top of that list then. But we chose to go stay in-house, keep keep the team together, and the best way to do that is just keep the next guy in charge. And the, the head guy was Mark Adams there. Now with Adams gone and McCaslin coming in, what have you seen McCaslin do at North Texas and at some of these other stops he's had previously to before coming tech before becoming Texas Tech's head coach that you like and things that you wish or you think he could change at the next level here in the Big 12 conference? Well, just watching McCaslin as a coach from when he started at UNT, uh one thing that's very obvious is he adapts to the roster that he has. He doesn't stick with one single system as far as his offensive and defensive strategies. Uh, and that's something I really like because the biggest gripe for a lot of Texas Tech fans the past couple seasons, even when Beard was here as well, was that the Texas Tech tempo and the offense is just not what it needed to be. I don't think we're going to be having those same complaints with McCaslin here because he knows his team's strengths and weaknesses season to season. So I'm really looking forward to that. McCaslin was really high on my list after Beard was gone. Uh, I actually kind of wanted McCaslin to be the guy after seeing what he had done at North Texas because I think after Beard left, McCaslin was coming off uh, North Texas's first NCAA tournament win against, uh, I think it was against Purdue, and I was very high on McCaslin back then. But now, after seeing what he continued at North Texas, because it's one thing to have success at any level, but it's another thing to continue success. And not only did he continue success at North Texas, but uh, he had another tournament appearance. And uh, obviously last year with the NIT and taking North Texas to 30 wins for a program that that's just unheard of. Uh, there's nothing but positive things I have to say about Grant McCaslin and the hire. But what I really think that a lot of Tech fans are going to love about this hire is, obviously I expect success, but the type of guy that McCaslin is, I think everyone had a sour taste in their mouth after how everything ended with Adams. Uh, we were pretty certain that you know Coach Adams was going to be here for the long haul and that uh, – after the Sweet 16 appearance, that it was going to be more good things coming. And that took a real sharp left turn after that first season. And, you know, there's a lot of people at fault there, but we're not going to get deep into that because that's in the past. Uh, but the main thing I like about what McCaslin has done is not only did he go and get players that fit him and his staff, but he also kept around a good chunk of players too. Uh, 
Um, we obviously lost out on some really important pieces. Uh, you know, losing a guy like Jalen Tyson, losing guys like Fardaz Amak, like those are talented basketball players that you don't want to lose. But he was able to fill those voids with players that are very similar at a talent level. Like, I don't think looking at this roster that there was any drop off in talent. And the good thing about that now is I do think we have better coaching in general, um, at least as far as what their intent is going to be and what their focuses are going to be for coaching. Um, But the thing is with Texas Tech basketball, no matter who the coach is, Tech has always had an identity ever since Bob Knight was there, really. There's been the identity of toughness, of being mentally tough, being physically tough. That's what Texas Tech basketball is, and that's not going to change whatsoever under McCaslin. We're going to have the same identity. might look a little different, but the same concepts of being just street dogs is going to be there. And I couldn't be more excited to see how it translates, you know, in this new era. But the pieces are there. The coaches are there. And I'm just ready to see really how we put it all together in this first game tomorrow night. Now, I wasn't privy to the practices last year like I was this year. So I can't really speak on what I what the identity and what the actual cultural issue was with the basketball team last year. All I can speak on is what I've seen this year and what I've seen personally from the coaching standpoint with with what Coach McCaslin brings to the table. He is he is loved by his players. Not saying Mark Adams wasn't loved by his players, but this guy greets and hugs every single one of his players when they come out before practice even starts, um, pulls guys aside, the assistant coaches between Brower, AC, um, Coach Barnwell, and Coach Smart at all given times have been coaching. And by coaching that, I mean just pulling a player, a certain player off to the side, have their laptop or a little MacBook or iPad out, showing them what we could do to better ourselves. He's a person who's very diligent about his processes. He wants the game to be played a certain way, and he expects his players to be um, playing the game that way. He stops practices when there's a mistake made to make sure that that mistake is known and how we fix it. The, The fundamentals of the game, you know, stop jump stopping and passing the ball instead of just running into the lane and just throwing the ball off to the side and you know how somebody just slides over they take that kind of charge deal he's he's preaching fundamentals and he is preaching to stay disciplined those all good kind of go hand in hand we got a small sample size of that against Texas A&M in that exhibition match where we had 28 fast break points to 10 turnovers total for the game. You could live with that all night and day in the Big 12. You could live with that. So as far as the approach goes, Coach McCaslin is just like I said, he's he's been great. Everything that I've seen personally from him has been great, and it, it just gives me – I'm the half half full glass guy, so I'm I'm optimistic – I'm not claiming that we're going to make a deep run into the tournament, but I'm I'm saying with a favorable schedule in the Big 12, the talent that we have on this roster, we could push to make the tourney. That's definitely something that could happen for us. 
and Coach McCaslin has hired the right staff, given that it took almost four months to get a full staff here. I believe he's assembled some of the greatest coaches that have, you know, been around. He brought his two guys from North Texas, Brower and AC. Then Barnwell brought from a high school powerhouse in a, in a um, Sunrise Academy. And then Dave Smart, if you don't know who Dave Smart is, just go Google Dave Smart Basketball Canada and you'll find out very quickly who who these guys are because these are the guys that are going to be leading this team along with Coach McCaslin. So I, I to your point, I believe he's hired the right staff. He brought in the right guys, culture guys. These are guys who bought in. These are guys who aren't selfish. These are guys who have the team mentality. And I'm ready for it. I am totally ready for it. This team is going to have, like you said, a lot of fight in them. That's kind of like our an identity that Tech has had since the Bob Knight era that we were tough. We weren't going to get pushed around. We're going to go until the last whistle blows. And I, I believe with the coach McCaslin hire that that sail or that ship is sailing back in the right direction, given the, the crazy season that we had last year with um, Mark Adams at the helm. So we'll, we'll see what happens with that, but moving forward there, Kendall, we have, a group of individuals coming into our to our to our team, a bunch of new faces. We have Chance McMillan, Darian Williams, Warren Washington, Devin Cambridge, and Joe Toussaint. All of these are transfer guys that were brought in by McCaslin and his and staff to help write the ship. Out of those guys, who do you see the biggest upside? Who do you see as your guy that you want to – that you can't wait to see in the Red Raider uniform tomorrow? What are your your newcomers, your transfer newcomers looking like? Just looking at the list of guys you just said, um, I think the biggest impact guys are going to be the vets that are coming in, Devon Cambridge, uh, you have Warren Washington and Joe Toussaint. Those three guys have so much experience in the college basketball world. And, you know, look at teams that have made deep tournament runs in the similar sense of what Tech has done in the past. Yet, Tech, they've been built off of transfers when there's been success. That Final Four team had a good chunk of transfers that made huge impacts like Matt Mooney. Um, the Sweet 16 team, that was a team built off of transfers like Adonis Arms, among other guys. Like Those are the types of players that are the difference in winning and losing in college basketball these days. And that's why I was so impressed with what Coach McCaslin did is because he had he got some young guys. Like you said, he got Chance McMillan. He got Darian Williams, guys who made big impacts at their old schools, but maybe not they're not going to have that same role because they were in bigger roles at places like Nevada and Grand Canyon, but you bring them in now to be in more of a complementary role to guys like Pop Isaacs who are going to be like the guy because they were here last year. And the biggest impact guy that I think is going to, just because I've seen him play a ton is Joe Toussaint and Joe Toussaint. He only spent one year at West Virginia 
but if you've watched him both last season, but even back when he was at Iowa, Joe Toussaint, the one thing that he will always have if his shot's off, if if he's maybe not playing the best game defensively, the one thing he's always going to have is his motor. He is always going at 120%, no matter if you're up by 20, you're losing by 20. It doesn't matter. He has always been that in that mode. Like he never leaves that mode. He's a guy from New York. He doesn't know how to get out of that mode when it comes to playing basketball. But the thing that really I'm interested to see with Toussaint is he went from a strictly offensive system at Iowa to where he then went to West Virginia, where it was kind of a mix of a high tempo offensive system, but also a really strong defensive system. Not quite like what you expect at Texas Tech, but it it was a Huggins just ran a different defensive system there. But now he's coming into Tech where defense is the forefront. Like being defensively strong is going to be at the forefront, but also he can use his motor to really lead the team because like we, Joe, we've talked about before this recording that, you know, Joe and pop, that's going to be an interesting combination because of they're both two high tempo players, but they're also two very different players in the sense that they both do different things with the ball in their hands. Like pop can pull up from the logo, but Joe, he likes to put his head down. He likes to get to that paint, but he can also shoot if he needs to. And I think the versatility of Toussaint is going to take this team to another level. And on the defensive side of the ball, that's where I look at guys like Cambridge and Warren Washington, because a guy like Cambridge who comes in at six, six, but he plays like a guard that is, what he's going to be able to do defensively, he can guard one through five because he is such a lengthy forward that he can play any position you really need him to. And that's where more versatility is coming in. And I think this team is going to have so much more versatility on both sides of the ball compared to last season because I'm going to give Mark Adams a little credit. Last season, the fact that he even had that team last year as a top 50 team defensively was almost doing God's work because that team last year was such a bad fit of players. That the fact that that was even a top 50 team defensively gives me so much, I guess, just optimism coming into this year because we have so much better of a group of guys when it comes to fit together that I think defensively, after what we saw last year, this is going to look like night and day. And... Now you couple in guys like McMillan and Darian Williams, who they were in some pretty big roles at their old schools, but like McMillan, he is a sharpshooter. That dude's a flamethrower. If he gets hot, like he is a great catch and shoot option. They, I think with guys like Joe and guys like pop who are really good at finding open guys, he's going to have so much more freedom than what he had at Grand Canyon because when he's the focus of a defense, he struggled at times, but when he's not the focus, he is going to get so many open looks and he is going to be a huge impact player at times. And Darian Williams is a guy that not enough people in the conference or just in general are talking about because Darian, like he won 
Mountain West. I think he won Mountain West Freshman of the Year, and he was on their freshman first team. Uh, he is such a good player because he impacts every aspect of the game. You know, he is great with the ball in his hands because he is great at creating for others, but he also is really good at getting a foot in the paint and he can go up if he needs to, but he can also get it back out to the perimeter. And just like Cambridge, he brings in that six, six frame that you can guard from one to five. That's why I think every transfer that was brought in could be considered a high impact transfer because they bring different aspects to the team that weren't even there last season. So I think when I said that McCaslin brought in his guys, like, I mean, he brought in the guys to win now. And, you know, you said you don't expect, you're not going to say you expect a deep tournament run and I'm not going to either. But I think if you're not looking at this team as a tournament team right off the bat, you're not viewing this team in the right capacity in my mind. Which is very true. I, I agree with that statement about the, about the tournament it it is a tournament team now like i said you know the games have to be played let's just let's just you know call it for what it is this team hasn't been a full team coaching staff and players wise since late july um, with the additions of cambridge and joe toussaint those were the last two guys here and then dave smart i believe were here was here a week or two prior to Tucson and Cambridge actually being able to, to be a part of the team as well. So let's just kind of, I'm not saying that I'm not retracting what I'm saying about the whole tournament team. I'm just saying that there's going to be some, there's going to be some ups and downs with this team because, you know, they haven't been practicing a whole lot together. They, they just haven't been a full roster coaching and players for longer than two months. So yes, there's going to be some ups and downs, but do they have the capabilities to make a run, to make a push for the tournament, to to make some noise potentially in the Big 12? Hell yeah. Look at this roster. We have we have a lot of pieces that have played the game, like you said, and that have played meaningful minutes and and big levels of college. I mean, I believe Darian Williams, Chance McMillan, both have tournament experience from last year, if I'm not mistaken. And Warren Washington and Devin Cambridge, Arizona State, you know, the Pac-12, they did play some play some stiff competition over there as far as when it goes to USC, UCLA, those teams like that. And then they've played – they had a pretty decent um, non-conference schedule there as well. Uh, my player would be Chance McMillan. To your point, he is a sharpshooter. I have seen this personally – once he gets hot, he gets red hot, like NBA jam red hot, where he just puts it up pretty much from anywhere and it's going in. Just mark it, you know. And given the the play styles of Joe Toussaint, Pop Isaacs, getting to the lane, dishing out, he could he could feast. If he gets hot and he's wide open or if he catches it in, in rotation, th- that ball's going in. I mean, he's that good. Now, I'm not saying that he's going to shoot 48% from the from three, but he has the skill set to be somewhere north of 38% to 44% from beyond the arc, and that is tremendous. So Chance McMillan is my guy to watch for the newcomers coming in as far as the transfers that McCaslin brought in. And we'll see what happens. Like I said, 
There's a lot of moving pieces there. There's a lot of size disparity between Pop Isaacs, Joe Toussaint, Chance, and then you start having some bigger guys come in. It's just finding that right that right group of guys that work best together on the floor. And that's a part of this learning process. I'm sure that we're going to see potentially nine to 10 Red Raiders, maybe even more tomorrow, depending on how the game's going as far as, you know, trying to find the set pieces that work best on offense and defensive side of the ball for us. So a lot to be said, a lot to, you know, unearth kind of with this team, but I think they're on the right track. This team looks solid on what we have right now, especially with those transfers coming in. Now going to the second year guys, Kendall, we have Lamar Washington, Robert Jennings, Pop Isaacs, you know, those freshmen that came in last year, part of that group. Um, we could throw Kai, Kai in there if we want to, but, we, you know, we just have a small sample size of him as he was a transfer in, only played X amount of games in um, in Georgia, but he'll be a part of this team moving forward. Out of those guys, I know, I know Pop is kind of already at the top of the, the second year guys just based on how we played last year. But who do you think out of that group is going to take the next step moving forward to be a huge contributor to this basketball team? I mean, obviously, like you said, Pop. Everyone knows how good Pop is and how good he's going to be. So I'm just going to, you know, I, I do want to give him his credit because he's a very good basketball player. And I don't think that we gave him the credit last year that he deserved for the situation that everyone was in last year. Uh, he was a very bright spot last year in a team that didn't have a lot of them. But to your point, you know, there's two guys. I'm gonna let I'm gonna let you talk about Lamar a little more because you said, like you said, you've been seeing him in person a little more, and also he is obviously gonna take that jump that a lot of us are expecting him to. So I'll let you touch on him a little bit more. I'm gonna talk about Robert Jennings though. Because Robert Jennings last year, it infuriated me the way Tech used him because there was no consistency with it. I think the best way to use a guy like Robert Jennings is he he's a big, but he has a smaller frame for being a big. Um, and he can play anywhere from the three to the five. I expect him to only be used as a four and a five on this roster. Um, I would like to see him used more as a four. Uh, that's the part that I don't think he was used enough as a four last year. They kept putting him in as a backup five. And I think that he has so much more to his game than just being a low post guy. Um, but the main thing that I want to see Tech use from him in general is both more of the pick and roll and the pick and pop. I think that he can be extremely successful with both of those. His high-end athleticism, like – he should be catching lobs when they're there. And I don't necessarily remember a single lob thrown to him last year. And that's a problem because Robert Jennings, everyone knew coming in, he was an athletic freak. Uh, he, he was a football player in high school, if I remember correctly. And he also was pretty highly touted as a football player. Um, he's a very talented basketball player though. And I just want to see him get the touches he deserves uh, in the situations that he should be getting them. I 
I was just infuriated with the fact that he took so many just corner mid-range shots last year, and that seems like it was the only shot that Tech tried to create for him. And granted, last year's offense was probably one of the worst displays of offensive basketball I've seen from a Tech team in my time watching them. Uh, There was no motion, no movement ever. We're not going to see that this year. It's going to be a completely different vibe offensively. But when they're using Jennings, I just want to see him being used to set more picks and actually use his bigger body. Like he's six foot seven, but in reality, he's a big six foot seven. Like that sounds really stupid to say when I'm wording it like that, but like he, his frame, he's a thicker guy when it comes to, he can defend the post very well. And he can also man up out. He reminds me a lot of Marcus Santos Silva in the ways that he can be used. And, I hope to see him use more like Marcus because the way Marcus was used his last year, I thought was perfect. Uh, he was a really big energy guy off the bench. They they had him use him for a lot of rim runs and high pick and rolls. And that's the best way that Marcus was ever used when he was here. And that's how I would like to see Williams use as well. Now, are we going to see him use like that? I don't know, but if he is used like that, I think we're going to see him take a very big jump this season. Yeah, and McCaslin was able to sell him on Tech. You know, he had his name in the transfer portal there. He was, I think he had a a visit to Virginia, if I'm not mistaken, and it came down to Virginia and Tech, and he decided to come back, come back here. And McCaslin sold him on what he was bringing to this program and to – back to Texas Tech men's basketball. And then that goes that goes I mean that's that's such a huge deal. I mean that just shows the character that Robert Jennings has. And I do expect him to make some leaps and bounds into what you said that 6-7 in the size deal, you know. Somebody could be 6-7, but this guy is built like a freaking tight end in the NFL. Just similar to like a Tyree Wilson you don't really realize how big he is until you're standing next to the guy. And he is one of those guys on this basketball team. But jumping over to Lamar Washington, as you said, I've, I spent a whole lot of time with this basketball team over the summer, was able to watch this team, was able to watch you know certain players that I had seen last year to this year. And the biggest takeaway that I have in Lamar's game right now and what he is bringing to this team and why I think he's going to take the next step is confidence. And that, that goes far, long and far away. He's being coached the right way, not, and not dogging anybody on the men's basketball coaching staff from last year. It's just that they are more, he's being more receptive to this coaching staff and it's, and it's showing in practice. It's showing here and there. He is, He's a motor guy. He's a coachable guy. He's a high character guy. He's a, he's a hell of a just as an individual and a human being because I've had interactions with him a, more, on more than a dozen occasions. He is just a good kid. I mean, plain and simple. These are guys that you root for. These are those kind of guys, high character guys. And his confidence level has has jumped tremendously. He's more confident in his shot. He's more confident going to the rack. He's more confident in his defense. He's 
he's vocal. He when he makes a mistake, he owns the mistake, and he's it. He's doing all the the right things that you would want a second year player to do to take that next step. And I think he's done that. He's done it, and he's and it's it's just going to continue to grow. I mean, he was a highly recruited kid out of high school. We didn't get to see all the we saw, but flashes of it last year. But I think this is a year um, with McCasland and, and company and how we're going to run this offense with a little bit more tempo. And he's one of those athletic kids, 6'4", 210, somewhere right around there. He could get to the rim. He could finish at the hole. He could take some take some punishment down there. And he could be a nightmare for for smaller guards, you know, on the defensive side. And I just – I think he's going to be a player, second-year player, that takes a huge jump, huge jump this year. And he's going to be a very, very big contributor to this year's basketball team. Now, Kendall, season outlook, it's it's really hard. I mean, expectation-wise, you don't want to get too far ahead of yourself. You don't want to, you know – you don't want to say, hey, this team is better, 10 wins better than last year's team. You know, one of those kinds of statements. You don't want to get caught saying anything like that. So if you're looking at this team or as you're looking at this team right now as it sits, what is a a good expectation for this team? Making the tournament, making it into the NIT, having a winning record in the Big 12, Um First round of, you know, the NCAA tournament itself, you know, uh, as a seven through 10 seed somewhere in there. What do you think a, a good expectation for this team is moving forward into this year? Well, like you just said, it's it's really hard and you don't want to get like too much ahead of yourself when making these types of predictions. But just looking at the roster buildup and what we know McCaslin can do as a coach. Uh, when you're looking at Tech, in reality, last season, as bad as last season went, a couple games here and there go if the ball bounces our way. Tech's probably looking at a tournament appearance last year, even if it was the last four in. Uh, there was a couple games that were lost last year that realistically definitely should have been won, and there could have been a lot of different questions being answered last year. But we are there and we're at a different point this year but looking at the roster I think the roster is a similar talent level possibly better this season um like I said earlier it's a definite better fit as far as roster construction uh I think the schedule this year we're gonna get a really good idea of what this team is made of pretty early on uh in that battle for Atlantis tournament especially opening that tournament up with Villanova. Yes, Nova had a bad year last year. They're going to be back this year, trust me. Villanova is going to look a lot more like your typical Villanova basketball team, and we're going to get a lot of answers real early on. But we follow Villanova with games against Butler. We have a game against Vanderbilt. Um, There's going to be some challenges early on, and we're not even going to get to Big 12 play before we meet those challenges. And that's something that... (laughs) Quite frankly, we're not used to as Texas Tech basketball fans. We're not used to many challenges in the non-conference slate. So it's going to be a real good uh, tune-up before Big 12 play. 
But I actually think this year in Big 12 play, you you kind of touched on it earlier. I do think we got a pretty uh, favorable card when it comes to our Big 12 schedule. Um, you know, obviously we get Texas twice. Uh, but other than that, we really don't face many of the top teams in the conference more than once. Uh, but that's why it's so difficult to gouge because I don't know what to expect from the rest of the conference. I think Iowa State could genuinely be a top 10 basketball team by the end of this season. Um, I think Oklahoma State's going to be ha- just awful. But that's what's fun about this conference. You know every night in, night out, it's probably going to be a dogfight. Um, I think I can confidently say that if this team stays healthy, I think we're looking at a tournament appearance personally. Uh, I'm not going to say it's going to be a disappointment if we don't make the tournament because that's just unrealistic. Uh, There was a lot of rebuilding that had to happen. But, you know, just looking at what Mark Adams did in his first season, uh, looking at, hell, go back to Jerome Tang last year. Look at what he did at Kansas State after bringing in a good amount of transfers. I think this formula is a winning formula, if done right, of bringing in talented players and experienced players from the portal and plugging them in right away. I think that's been a proven formula for teams in the Big 12 these past couple of years because, like, like I said earlier, that Texas Tech team that went to the Final Four, yes, we were coming off an Elite Eight season, but a lot of those players that got brought in, there was a lot of transfers. We had Matt Mooney and Tariq Owens in the starting lineup that were fresh out of the portal. So it's like from year to year, you can expect that type of success even with that type of rebuilding. Now, (laughs) I'm not expecting a national championship game appearance whatsoever, but I think tournament expectation is realistic um we obviously have to see the fit but like i said i think a&m is a second weekend team and if a&m is a second weekend team i think tech can be a second weekend team it obviously just matters how this team blends together and we're gonna get we're i'd say in a week's time we're gonna know a lot more of what our expectations could possibly be but um i think Every fan should be extremely optimistic going into this season. I really hope uh, to see the USA just absolutely on fire right off the bat this year. Um, This team deserves everyone's support, especially after some of the guys that stayed, especially because we obviously don't know all the details of what happened with last year's roster. But for the guys that stayed, like they deserve to have a fantastic season. They deserve to go to the tournament. They deserve everything that I think is coming to them. And I'm so excited to see this season tip off because I think best case scenario, you could be looking at a 20 plus win team. Like I think that this team is good enough to make that happen. And you know, worst comes to worst. Maybe we struggle in conference play Maybe we're a middling Big 12 team, but guess what? A middling Big 12 team is still better than a majority of teams in the nation. And I think even a middling Big 12 team is still making the tournament this year. Um, So I don't want to get people's expectations super high, but I do think this is a tournament basketball team, assuming everyone's healthy. So 
that's going to be where I set my expectations, but I'm not like going to be super disappointed if we miss out because I do know there was a lot of overturn of this roster of this staff. But I think just going into the season, just optimistic, ready to have fun and support the team. I think uh, it's going to be a really fun season. Yeah, I, I share the same share the same um, ultimate vision for this first year for this basketball program. I think expectation should be at, at the least um, a, a tournament bid. Now that's given the ball going in your way, going in whichever direction, how the, how your health is for the team. Because if you lose a guy like, Warren Washington, you know, one of your big, big guys, a Robert Jennings, a, a Kai Lindsey, you lose one of those guys and you're kind of forced to rotate your roster a little bit, bring in some some new guys that are, that are you know, fresh out of high school. You know, now that's neither here or there, but, you know, those are just things that happen over the course of the year. We've been hit with the injury bug the last couple of seasons. We had – Pop go down for a short amount of time there. We had AMAC last year go down, Bacho last year go down, and that just kind of changed how this basketball program was run and the our roster and turnover and how we ran our offense, how we played defense, things like that. It was just it was disheartening because, you know, we had all the talent in the world, but it just sucks that, you know, certain guys got hurt at certain points in time. And, you know, we saw what happened because of that. And then on top of all the other stuff going on behind closed doors that we don't really know all of that information, but we know it was going on because it's been, it's been said and it's been documented that it wasn't a very good culturally um, set team. A lot of eyes, uh, sort of speak on that team. So I think, I think expectations, like I said, should just be a tournament. Um, just a quick stat for you there, Kendall. Coach McCaslin has a overall record of 96 and 43 in first year at a new college. Granted, that's at Midland College, that's at Midwestern, that's at Arkansas State, and that's at North Texas. The competition, things like that isn't, you know, essentially what the Big 12 conference is going to bring. But that's a little glimmer of hope, you know, 69% of the time he's winning on average about 24 games uh, every first year. And like you said, 20 plus games this year, you're winning. I would say you're you're in the mix for that, that tournament at the end of the year. So expectations for me are at the tournament. Could we fall short of that? Yes, we could because our conference is, is very, very strong. But we do have the makings for for a run there to at least make the tournament with that, with that schedule. But we are going to find out a whole lot about this program early, um, beginning with that game against Villanova in the Atlantis tournament. And we'll see, we'll kind of see, we could kind of gauge where this team's at. We could kind of see where, what we're putting out on the court. We have, I believe it's what three games before that game actually takes place. So we have, AM Commerce, San Jose State, and AM Corpus Christi before we head to Atlantis. So we have three games to get to get stuff right, to get things figured out as far as rotations, what players are starting, 
who's the first player off the bench, you know, those pieces like that, because those are going to be important when the Big 12 season rolls around. So we'll see what happens with this Texas Tech basketball program moving forward. We will be here with you every step of the way covering Texas Tech men's basketball, Grant McCaslin year one, and everything in this tech program um, for you guys to listen to. We'll write articles on it. We'll have podcasts on it weekly now. Because guess what, everybody? After a long, long wait, basketball season is finally here. So to put it in on this podcast, Kendall, do you have any last thoughts on today? Uh, Not much else left to add. Just ready to sit down, watch some tech basketball, watch the best atmosphere in all of college basketball go to work, uh, and really ready to see some winning again because, like I said a couple times here today, last season it left a bad taste in all of our mouths. Like, just the way that went, uh, the the smoke screens, the just nobody knowing what was going on the entire season, it sucked. Last basketball season just sucked. I'm ready to get back to really just fun Texas Tech basketball. I'm ready to get those feelings back that we had in Mark Adams' first season. I'm ready to see the excitement around the program again. And really, I'm just ready to get back to winning. So I'm assuming everyone else shares my same sentiment. But, uh, you know, this was a fun first pod. I'm very happy to be back talking Texas Tech basketball again. And I'm really ready to see what this season brings for us. Likewise, likewise, I share the same sentiment. I'm ready to see the swag surf in person in a very packed USA. Um, it's it's just a thing of beauty. If you have not been out to a basketball game there in Lubbock, I highly suggest you do it. The atmosphere is one of a kind, truly one of the best in the Big 12, and it's just it's just a fun time to be there as a fan watching a great basketball team. So on – to men's college basketball. It is back. I can't be any more happy to announce that. This Texas Tech men's basketball team kicks off tomorrow at 7 p.m. against Texas A&M Commerce. If you don't already have your tickets, get your tickets. They're, they're super cheap online for like 15 bucks. If not, ESPN Plus subscription. If you have it, it's going to be broadcasted there. Wherever you're at, support your Red Raiders. And we look forward to giving you a whole lot more content moving forward on the Texas Tech men's basketball front. I am Joe. He is Kendall. Have a good rest of your week and wreck them.